All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, this has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to Bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved yes. recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the Colorful Chemistry Kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors, and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids, and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess, so it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com. Promo code COUPLE. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today, we are doing another advice episode because it came highly requested. That's right. So... We asked you on the Instagram for a couple things. What do you want advice on? And today we're just going to be responding to some of those. Did we it's ask any and everything on the Instagram, Andrew? On Instagram. On the Instagram. That's right. Yeah. I don't know if you know th- know anything about the social media, but <laughs> the it's, Twitter. It's on the up and up. Uh, I want to remind you guys, we are not professionals in any of these fields, but we do have personal experience. Even though we love to give advice and kind of talk through it, just know that. Um, we are not doctors. Let me tell you the best case scenario <laughs> for, for something like this. Yeah. Is there's someone out there listening. Maybe you're listening with the SIGO. Yeah. And you're like, huh, I never thought about that or discussed that with my person. So let me start a conversation with them because this was thought provoking. So we're just going to throw everything at the wall. Yep. And uh, if you have thoughts on any topic we discuss, then go ahead and drop it in the comments. We love the community of perspectives and the diverse backgrounds everyone come from. Um, it's just great to kind of get different people weighing in on an issue. So if that's you, please uh, please do that. But the goal is to start conversations. Uh, one of our favorite things about all of the requested advice topics that we pulled today is instead of having like a lot of authority or confidence in our answers, there are actually a lot of things that we are struggling with and we're going through as well. Um, so if anything, hopefully what you take away from this is this is a normal thing for you to go through. We all go through it, and hopefully you don't feel as isolated. That's right. What a life we live. What I a mean, life. A lot can happen. We're just going to unlock all the dirty laundry right now. Are we? Have- I don't know. I don't know. It <laughs> seems like a dramatic thing to say. Uh, before we get started, if you haven't yet, please 
press the subscribe button and give the show a rating wherever you're listening. We are on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the podcasts. Yeah. Check it out. Let's start. Okay. First up, uh, you guys asked, how do you stay positive when trying to conceive and keeping it from becoming a, quote, chore? We went through a little window of time yeah. where this was the case for us, where it was like, you know, you're on a schedule mm-hmm. and there's pressure mm-hmm. to try to make magic in that, in that little window of time you have. And it's not a fun place to be, to be honest with you. It's not because I feel like, I feel like that's the actual reality of trying to conceive is it does become kind of a chore because you are tracking your fertility and your ovulation and you're like, oh my gosh, it's, it's like time to do this and whatever it might be. But I think where you go wrong is like, in society and movies and everything, they paint such a romanticized picture of like finding out you're pregnant on accident. And it's like the most beautiful love making of your life where you like create a child. And it's like, it's just so unrealistic because it just doesn't happen that way. Science is a little bit more specific and it takes more planning and um, thought if you're truly like attempting to conceive. I would say the majority of our friends fall into this category of like things were planned and it was kind of a chore, right? You're on a schedule. I think as I process this question, adopting the mentality of controlling what you can control Mm -hmm. and then kind of viewing this whole thing as an adventure Mm -hmm. and not letting it be a stressor on the relationship, but rather like, really something that can bring you together and and look there's good times and bad times but both of those situations can I feel like connect a couple so yeah I will say to you I I'm not saying this is like the right way to go about it but something that I started to do um even without Andrew knowing when we had decided we wanted to start trying to conceive and we started to feel like it was becoming a chore I kind of just took this the vocalized science away from it so I would like be testing ovulation and all of these things. And if it was ever a good day, I would just try to like um, be romantic with you. I wouldn't be like, babe, like today's a good day. We need to try. Because I think as soon as you do that, it kind of like psychs you out. So I almost took on that role of doing the science in the background and be like, okay, let's see if we can like spark a moment here and have fun. I think being able to um, zoom out of the immediate situation and still have this element of playfulness or like a sense of humor or like uh, like holding on loosely type mentality really helps no matter what the stressful situation is, right? right? Like mm-hmm. you, you can't do anything more than what you're trying to do. So yeah. like, yeah, you should be disciplined. You should do all the tracking things, but like that doesn't mean you should vacuum out all romance or fun and i sorry yeah you got it i also think too um just a a false stereotype out there is that it's so easy to get pregnant i feel like so many people teach you at such a young age that like if you have sex you're gonna get pregnant and it doesn't really work that way and i think if you change your mindset to this is going to be a process and let's have fun with it and let's keep trying and learning and if you just kind of adopt that mindset from the beginning whether rather than like expecting to conceive the very first time you try I think it can make things a little bit better I'll never forget like one specific instance (laughs) where the pressure was on and like then that ruined 
the everything whole experience and like like neither of us enjoyed it we felt pressured we were like this we can't do we it couldn't do it no <laughs> because there's too much pressure and then it ended in an argument so yeah like, okay well that's not a good way to get pregnant no. arguing doesn't get the job done you know no there's <laughs> more involved yeah anyway uh so always remember that there is hope you know no matter what the yeah. situation and we're rooting for you so uh we've had so many friends try to try to get pregnant for like years mm -hmm. and, and after like even up to a decade they finally get pregnant so never lose hope yeah next question how to balance multiple job roles and wear so many hats at work and at home this is relevant yeah so last night i had kind of a mental breakdown uh not in like a dramatic sense but mental breakdown because I struggle with this. I struggle very, I very much struggle with this because balancing the job roles of spouse, um, boss, employee, mom, friend, daughter, all of these things at the same time are very, very hard. They're all very time consuming. They're all very emotionally and mentally consuming, physically consuming. And I want to be the best at all of them. And I think at the end of the day, Andrew and I had so many conversations about this last night of you kind of have to give yourself grace. Um, you can't be perfect at all of them, but you can try your best and give small moments of time here and there and just try to like do a little bit of everything instead of all of it. To give context to our situation, we are so fortunate because your parents, we mm -hmm. see every single day. Your mom helps with the kids mm -hmm. when necessary. We have we a lot of the people we work with are closest friends. Yeah. Uh, we live close to a, a good group of friends. And, you know, there's no shortage of people wanting to be in community, which is like, that's what we want is community, right? Yeah. Sean and I have intentionally tried to build that out and have failed and done things wrong at times for sure. And I feel like, you know, conflict can feel discouraging. Mm -hmm. This is an area where, candidly, you can grow, mm -hmm. where it's like, part of the beauty of community is like, yo, you're all, you're all kind of shaping each other and, and, and polishing each other off. Right. And like, there will be friction at points, but don't run away from that. Rather see it as the beautiful consequence of co community. Right. Yeah. And so whether that's with your job or with your wife, like there is something to being committed to a person or a group of people and like the effects that that can have on you personally. So don't get discouraged. Um, I would say intentionality is the word that comes to mind when I talk to people I admire of, hey, how do you spend time with your friends and also have a, you know, a fulfilling career and then also, uh, you know, lead a men's group and then, you know, you're active in the church. It's like you have to be pretty disciplined. And so yeah. Sean and I talk about our Thursday night date nights all the time one of the things we did that, that helped us maintain that is like literally putting it on our work schedule from five to nine, mm -hmm. it's blocked off. And so we do that with, we, we've tried to do that with other things like call blocks. So like our day isn't consumed by just picking up the phone to whoever uh, rings us or uh, like working out. So just be intentional. Um, and ask your spouse for help, I think, or ask someone for help, whether it's your friend um, or your spouse, but something Andrew and I talked about last night is like supporting each other more and helping balance those hats and those roles mm. of babe. I, I will take the kids for an hour, two days a week where you can go catch up with some of your closest friends and vice versa. And 
helping to maybe take something off of your your workload list or whatever it might be, but really helping each other kind of balance those roles out. Yeah, and I was I was uh, pretty uh, pensive last night about how I've negatively affected your input in community because like sometimes I'll get so excited and like try to consume all your time because I'm like Sean we got to do this or take that adventure or like film this video because I I'm, I just get I like impose my excitement on you and so I think it does help for sure when Sean comes to me and she's like hey I would love to do workouts four days a week and she yeah. expresses excitement like this is something I want to make it a priority that makes it so much better for me to to like make happen as opposed to, you know, her dragging her feet, be like, Oh, I guess I should work out this morning or yeah. whatever, whatever the thing is. Like, I, I guess I should go spend time with a friend. Like if she actually shows excitement as opposed to dread, it's like, it changes how I view it as well. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found skims while I was pregnant and now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that Skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about. It is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear. It's breathable and soft, and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast in the drop-down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. I also think we, we talk about this a lot, but like that year goal setting, I think you can do these, you can kind of do a similar form of that on a monthly, weekly, daily basis where write out what all of your like hats, goals, roles are. How much time do you want to spend one-on-one -on -one with your kids or with your spouse or how many friends do you want to see a week or a month? How many date nights do you want to go on? And truly write all of that out. Yeah. What are your work goals? And see if you can't come to a system um, to where you can kind of fit all of that in in a balanced way. And if you can kind of just schedule those those times or those mental spaces where you can say like, oh, I'm mom hat right now or oh, I'm spouse hat or whatever it is, it can help you kind of um, organize all of those roles. My goal is to, by the end of this year, <laughs> have... 80% of our time intentionally scheduled to match our priority. I agree. And then 20% of our time intentionally not scheduled to leave room for whimsy. The, the, exactly the freaking word I was going to use. No way. That's the exact freaking word. I don't think either of us have use. ever used that word in our life. How did that just I happen? I don't know. Whimsy. We're married. Um, okay. <laughs> Next one. Um, engagement ring shopping basics. What do I need to know? Whew. Um, I'll start it off here. How about if you are getting into a relationship Dang. where you have started to talk about marriage and an engagement ring is something that you want, both of you need to be open to talking about that. Okay. Don't feel like the guy or your spouse is just going to magically know exactly what you want. Talk about it. Go shopping. Have fun with it so that when the time comes, 
it's it's you're happy. I don't know, babe. No, that's not how we worked. To be honest, that with is you. how we you worked. You kind of expected me to like. It's like it, there's kind of like this coy little game. It is, and it's like oh. I'm supposed to surprise her and yes, you know, the Pinterest the Pinterest board thing. For sure. So but I'm also st- saying you don't need to do that. I think we that game we played is unnecessary. I think it, it it's the case for a lot of couples. For sure. Like I think if I don't know, in our group of friends, like, hey, if you go engagement ring shopping together, there's like a oh well you're not <laughs> kind of like a you could try harder type of yeah. vibe. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm not phrasing that right, but there for sure was a little element of Ah, uh, surprise. This is, you know, we, so I don't know if that's your vibe, then leave breadcrumbs. I would say like, tell your best friend yeah. and make the Pinterest board. And like, if you're the, yeah, if you're, if you're the one receiving the ring, make it, you know, if possible accessible for, for your sigo to win yeah. at that. Um, but if your style is to just go shopping together, that's great. Sean and I did the surprise thing. She had the Pinterest board. But I, I will to, say we did go shopping once where we were like, I like this, not that. We walked into a jewelry store. Yeah. And it wasn't specifically for engagement rings because we we were playing this stupid game. We were playing the stupid game. But it was like, oh, I really like that style ring. I was yeah. like, oh, really? <laughs> you know, oh, it's like, no way. <laughs> Anyway, so I bought it. Uh, I bought the ring. That was 2015. Um, spent way too much money on it, by the way. Excuse I went, me. I went into. That's my bad. Well, by too much money, I meant at I the spent time you more did. money at than I literally had. Yeah. I went into. I signed with the Chiefs. Thought I got a signing bonus. It didn't come in for a long time, so I spent money I didn't have. Lesson was learned that day. Um, uh, a couple of things though is shop at multiple places negotiate, ask for ways you can save money. Um, You can do financing options. And also something to remember, you do not need to buy the engagement ring and the wedding ring at the same time. You can space those out. You can buy the engagement ring and then buy the wedding ring closer to the wedding. Um, Just a a different way to save money, recoup money. But I also think the engagement ring is like a really cool uh, entry-level discussion that you can have of like, hey, what are our expectations here as far as like style or like yeah I, I really kind of expect having a shiny diamond cut is that what that is uh cushion whatever there's like all the different styles it's so round it's like, do we want to just do like a rubber ring and that does it for me yeah or, you know it, it, it can be an insightful conversation to have so also what, into that insightful more and more people are getting very very creative with engagement rings whether you're doing a colored stone or the rubber ring or what a tattoo get on the same page there. The bottom line is thoughtfulness. No, no matter the situation always goes a long way in relationships. Yes. Next, Next up, up breakup advice after mm-hmm. a long term relationship and how to pick yourself up after a bad breakup. I fortunately have not had too many bad breakups. I don't think I've ever had a bad breakup. Is that true? Yeah, I don't think I've had a bad breakup. You can do it respectfully. Why? It doesn't have to be like this vengeance. Are you, sp- I don't are you think thinking of someone? What? There's two here. It's breakup advice after a long-term relationship. Okay. Or after a bad breakup. I gotcha. I, I am thinking of one okay. that you've talked about before. Roger. But 
I think the only thing that comes to mind here is I feel like when you're in a long-term relationship and you break up, I think what tends to happen is you play this gray game of like, do I really want to start over? Should I go back to them? Will and Charo talked about this in our interview with them. They had some good things to say, but go ahead. And I would just say that if you have made that decision to break up, you've done it for a reason. And I would cut your losses and move on. That's my personal experience. I played the gray game for so long, knowing very well that it wasn't going to work out. I just didn't know how to start over. I was so scared to start over. And I think you have so much emotional investment into it that I wish I could go back in time and be like, you know what? It's okay. Like it was, you had this long-term relationship, but it's done. Let's, let's cut the clean, like, like start a new chapter and move on. This is so interesting. It is making me reflect back on the emotions Mm -hmm. that get so inflamed, not in a bad way, but it's like, you feel a lot of things after yeah. a breakup and then you see them again and it's like resurfaced. It's tough. I guess I do agree with you in, in the sense that like, Hey, we broke up and it's, it's not good to, you know, be lukewarm about something. So you're either in or you're out yeah. and decide that, um, again, be thoughtful about that. Uh, but I would say having clear direction mm-hmm. and just like sticking to it helps. So good luck. Hope you're okay. <laughs> We're rooting for you. Are you looking for a short, educational, and entertaining podcast your kids can listen to while you cook dinner, fold laundry, or just need a few minutes to yourself? Then check out Mysteries About True Histories by Starglow Media. It's so, so cute. I listened to a few episodes, and when it was over, I was like, dang, that was really fun. It's made by the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and the Netflix show, Brainchild, so these people know what they're doing. As a little background info, every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time, packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning really cool. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and more. So it's perfect for kids ages six and up. There's a new episode every Thursday, each filled with so much laughter that your kids won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, next up, how to ask for a raise when you feel like you deserve it. I think this is pretty straightforward. Um, I think this is one of those where you have to take the emotion out of it and the fear of rejection and just present yourself well in a professional way. Give your reasoning and... If they shoot you down, they shoot you down. If that's a deal breaker for you, that's a deal breaker. But you have to go into it being okay with any outcome. I would say being informed and knowledgeable is the first thing. So like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, my job title is XYZ, which has all these responsibilities associated with it, which comes with this salary. I'm actually doing XYZ additional responsibilities, which means – you know, it's more like this job title mm-hmm. and that market price for salary is this. Mm-hmm. That's a way more convincing argument than coming in and being like, hey, uh, I think I deserve more money. Like it, it should be it should be thoughtful. It should be thought out. What's your why? What are you asking for? Why are you asking for it? Make your argument, make your case. Yeah. And then in any negotiation, having 
uh, leverage, mm -hmm. whether that's another opportunity or wh whatever it is, like information goes a long way. So uh, be fair, be understanding. It is interesting economic times we live in. Mm -hmm. There's a lot at play. I would also add to that, like, be calm. That's where I was saying take the emotion out of it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. People get very, very defensive in those types of conversations. So approach it as like a, you know, this has been on my mind. And the friendlier you are, the friendlier your response. Oh, it's just being professional. You know? Yeah. It's not like, it's not a personal attack. It's like. Like, just don't go know. in there and be like, I freaking deserve this. Yeah. You know. Uh, how to manage having friendships and social circles while maintaining a close marital bond. Man, the fine balances of life. I have a thought here. Okay, hit it. I think if you are openly communicating with your spouse about your needs with friendships and social circles, it actually strengthens your marital bond. Continue. Like... If I were to just go day in, day out without saying, like, I want to spend time with Lexi or my friends or whatever, I'm building resentment and, like, distance between us and our, and our marriage. But if I'm coming to you and I'm like, babe, I am so excited. I would love to do a wine night with my girls once a month. You know, this is something that I'm really excited about. If we can share that passion together and you can feel like you're supporting me in something that I'm passionate about, I think that helps our marriage. There's a, can I just bring up Rachel from The Bachelorette? <laughs> yes. First of all, as a husband, it is so important to me to have Sean really building strong friendships because the last thing I want is for, for like me to have to manage all that, to be honest with you. And I'm not equipped. Yeah. So like you having other friendships that you can get another perspective on. And I don't mean... Yo, you wouldn't believe Andrew did this. And then you have a bunch of friends saying, oh, my gosh, she's the worst. It's, I agree. It's actually, uh, Sean, I think you were wrong. Like, mm -hmm. actual friendships, close community, like we were talking about earlier, that keep you in check. Mm -hmm. And vice versa, mm -hmm. by the way. Uh, but, like, I just think of Rachel from The Bachelorette, who was, you know, there's this episode where, <laughs> all like, there's a boxing match going on they went to. Yeah. And she was, like, None of the guys looked at me. And it wasn't her date. Match. It was Gabby's date. It was like, no one's looking at me during the boxing match. And she was like upset about this. Mm -hmm. And I, it made me sad because uh, you're at a boxing match. You know, it's yeah. not like a Rachel on stage thing. It's so the less you make it about you, which I think friends help with mm -hmm. the better. And like in our relationship, anytime we're hyper focused on, Sean dropped a paper towel on the floor and didn't pick it up. Like that is nonsense. You know, yeah. There are bigger issues going on in the world. This is where like serving or like being in friends or church, whatever it is, like makes a big difference. I also think too, something with friendships and social circles with a marriage, something that needs to be an open conversation in your marriage. I firmly believe this. Andrew and I have practiced this and gone in and out of it for the past seven years is you need to have an open communication about each other's friends mm. and how you see those friends affecting mm. your spouse. Mm. Um, Andrew and I have amazing friends, amazing circles, but every once in a while in the past seven years, we've noticed particular friends that maybe impact us, influence us, or encourage us in the wrong way. And we've had to have open lines of communication and say, you know what? 
I love this person. I love Boris. This is what one of our other interviewers' names he used. Um, I love Boris, and I think he's a great guy. But I've, I've noticed when you hang out with him, you come home X, Y, Z, more aggressive, more Gossipy. you curse more, whatever it might be. And having those open lines of communication and having someone who can kind of be your mirror in that I think is really important. We've had to each individually step away from some friends that we felt the other was being negatively impacted by. And that's prioritizing marriage. Absolutely. There's a, my cousin got married recently and the part of the service was this quote, which I find so beautiful. It says within this vision of marriage, here's what it means to fall in love. It's to look at another person and get a glimpse of what God is creating and to say, I see who God is making you and it excites me. I want to be a part of that. I want to partner with you and the journey and you're taking to the throne. And when we get there, I will look at your magnificence and say, I always knew you could be like this. I got glimpses of it earlier, but now look at you. And it's like, that is freaking powerful. That's the beauty of marriage. What friends of mm -hmm. Sean's are helping you get there? It's like a responsibility to keep that in check and like mm -hmm. make sure you're growing together and towards like this, this shared vision of who you are together and who you see in the other person. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sean and I have been open about our journey with marriage counseling, and it's been really helpful for us. We all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationship. I agree. And therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. We've been meeting with a therapist individually and as a couple, and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling, which is hard to do when you're busy with kids. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam. Let's take a break to thank our partner for today's podcast, Levels Health. I'm pumped about this. I love Levels. And if you've seen some of our videos, you may have noticed that I wear a little tracker on the backside of my tricep, and that's a Levels tracker. I've been wearing one of these for the past couple of months, I think actually coming up on a year, and it's been an absolute game changer. It shows you how food affects your health by giving you real-time feedback on your diet. Let me give an example. So Sean loves pokey. She orders it every other day for lunch, it seems like. And after a few times of us eating it together, I realized that I kind of felt gross and tired and like I needed to take a nap after. And with levels, we were able to confirm this information and track that something in the pokey spiked my glucose levels, which is what made me feel that funky. After we cut that from my diet, it made a huge difference in stabilizing my energy levels. And I've actually taken out several foods as well as added some different foods to help me stabilize my blood glucose levels, which helps me maintain my energy levels throughout the day. If you want to better understand how food affects your health and try a continuous glucose monitor yourself, go to levels.link forward slash eastfam to learn more. They also have a really well-researched in-depth blog that we recommend checking out if you're looking to learn more about topics like metabolic health, longevity, and nutrition. Guys, Levels is awesome. Try it out for at least a month, see what you learn, and if you're anything like me, it'll be the spark to help you finesse your diet and help you feel better and better each day. So we'll link it down below. Thank you, Levels, and let's get back to it. That was a little bit of rambling, but I'll freaking, I'll take it all on it. <laughs> those, those are my thoughts. Friendships are important. Next up, okay. date night ideas that work for you. 
Man, we've done a lot of different things. Today. I have an answer to this, and I think we should keep it simple. Something that I love that we do is we alternate date night planning. So if we have a date night every Thursday, I take the odd days, he takes the even, or I take the odd weeks, you take the even weeks, where it's like tonight I'm going to plan it and surprise it for him and vice versa. It can be as simple as like playing charades in your backyard or whatever. But I think having that kind of back and forth of surprise and adventure and excitement and being able to try new things is great. There's three elements as I'm analyzing our date nights that come to mind. One being we dress up. Yep. Which is our like, hey, we're making an effort here. Mm -hmm. Two, we uh, do dinner or have some like uh, food adventure, I mm -hmm. feel like. Try out a new spot or like go try out. It's whatever. It, you know, we try to make something exciting out of the mundane. Three is uh, an, an activity. activity. Yeah. So like could be a movie, could be a escape room could be putt putt could be we've gone to like a, a what are they called like a scenic point before and just like sat around and looked at the skyline yeah gone for a walk anything we've gone shopping for shoes but having those three we we always have those three it's like you get ready we go to dinner we do an activity yep next up how to keep a strong faith in a world that's telling you not mm -hmm. to believe anything I think this comes down to who you surround yourself with. I think Andrew and I are both firm believers that you should have a challenging community. So, like, it shouldn't be people of all the same exact belief and like-mindedness. Um, however, if you want to keep believing in your faith and say you are a Christian, then you should continue going to a Christian church and be surrounded pe by people who remind you of why you're there and why you have that belief in the first place. I would say my appreciation for faith uh, has grown over the past couple months. I've had a lot of friends struggle with like purpose, purposefulness in mm -hmm. life. What is my purpose? Why are we here? It's led them to addictions and suicides. Freaking, It's been a mess of a couple months. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's two ways that you could look at life. It's very easy to do both. Mm -hmm. One way is to say, you know what? There's nothing to believe in. And it, it all ends here. There's no reason we're here. This is just like something. Like mm -hmm. we just ended up here. The second is whimsical. Mm -hmm. Like there is an element of, of magic in life, you know? Uh, the, you know, the getting pregnant yeah. is my sixth grade science teacher told me this. He was like super hardline science guy, but was like, this is one of the miracles of science. Miracle. Do I say that weird still? Say it. Or like whatever, going out to see the Smoky Mountains and like just yeah. stepping back. Like there there you can view it as, oh, well that's just because of low cloud cover and the, you know, the earth the, the evaporation is happening and it's a cloud. Or you could be like, wow, that's whimsical. Both ways are easy, both ways are true not neither's wrong but it, it has uh, humbled me i read a book recently called the short history of nearly everything and this author bill bryson is not a uh, christian doesn't have a faith but he breaks down all these different aspects of science and one of the things is you have like atom you have molecules and then atoms and then atoms are made up of like quarks right protons and neutrons but those are made up of quarks and if you take one quark in the united states and split it from its partner quark and put it in China. If you spin that one counterclockwise, the other one across the world will mm -hmm. automatically spin clockwise. 
like, and he says, at some point, science is unexplainable. Mm-hmm. So how do you want to look at that? That's a challenge. And Sean and I have, have, you know, inserted faith there. So perspective would be my one word answer. Next up, <laughs> traveling with breast milk, specifically with TSA when not traveling with your babies. Wow, this brings back memories. Yeah. Uh, I would say we could do an entire <laughs> podcast on this. Um, do your research. So there are tons of federally protected laws when it comes to traveling with breast milk, especially without your babies. It is legal. It is legal to travel with large quantities. It's legal um, for them not to actually test the liquid. Uh, but I, I think with all of that, you just need to do your research and you need to know your information because unfortunately traveling with breast milk through TSA um, is not a widely known um, situation. A lot of TSA agents aren't educated in this area and that's not their, that's not their wrong. That's more like a higher, like a higher levels issue. Um, But I would say read up on it. Know your laws, know your rules. Basically, at the end of the day, what it comes down to is if you don't want them testing, if you don't want them opening your bottles, your bags to test that liquid, uh, you just have to voice that and request extra extra screening. So like pat downs, look through your bags, all of that, and then you should be good. Well did done. I, did I give a I good think so. Okay. Uh, how to not disagree with your spouse about money and budgeting. I'm not sure this <laughs> exists, to be honest <laughs> no. with you. I I think the best way with this is to get someone to help, um, whether it's a financial manager, an accountant, a therapist. I think for some reason, money and budgeting is a very polarizing topic amongst relationships in the world. I mean, it's pretty understand. It's pretty understandable. It is, but it it I think it's compounded by society's stigmas and. pressure around money I would say ask for help ask for someone to help mediate and interpret and be a middle person (laughs) for you guys to under to come to a common ground when people say communication is key to marriage like I think this is this is kind of an example of what they're talking about I mean there will always be a spender and there will always be someone who is less of a spender no matter how much you both spend and communicating like, Hey, let's set a budget. And so you could still spend, uh, but it's within a range that I don't feel offended by. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just kind of about respect, realizing that a compromise will be made. Like, you know, you're trying to meet in the middle and, and you're going to have to spend less and I'm going to have to be okay with you still spending more than I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Um, I think I this mean, goes back to as well, writing out your common goals and what are you wanting to do with your money and your budget? What's your tomorrow plan and what's your 10 year plan? I mean, but I, I would advise getting professional help to kind of sort through that. Yeah. And it's not like, I, I don't know. I think it will be a persistent issue mm-hmm. with us. Like, we've been married six years we still don't have this dialed in yeah so like recognize that okay 
it's gonna ebb and flow but this makes me think of the asking for a raise too like the better informed you are like hey this is our income this is our uh spend how can we you know better achieve our goals maybe you don't want any savings ever so you can make that decision but regardless measuring and tracking and knowing the situation is the first step and then communicating expectations would be the second and then getting on the same page would be the third this episode is brought to you by visit williamsburg in williamsburg virginia there's never too much of a good thing whether you're a foodie a golfer a history buff a shopaholic an outdoor enthusiast or a thrill seeker you'll find what you came for here and more so ask yourself what is it you want Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Next up, how to pick a baby name that works for you and your family. <laughs> I think adopting this mindset from the very beginning of there are names that you have grown up with, loving the idea of, and your spouse isn't going to like them. Like picking a name for your child that's both you and your spouse's has to be mutually agreed upon. And... It takes time and it takes lots of lists and it takes lots of creativity, but it's so fun. It Dude, is it's so fun. Like, so Sean and I went back and did our family tree, which I never mm -hmm. thought I'd be that guy, but like we did family trees, looked at the first middle and last name of all of them. Mm -hmm. um, chose ones that we thought were interesting separately. Mm -hmm. Came up with a list. We also did the baby name app, swiping, uh, which is amazing. Swiping, swiping left and right with your partner, and then it matches the ones that you both liked. And then, like, you just whittle it down. Like, but it took us months. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. fun. Like, we were stuck on bear, mm -hmm. jet. It was another B one. I forget. I'm sure we have a note on shoot. it. Shoot, bear. Oh, br oh, shoot! It was short for um. No, I think Barrett was Bear. Oh, Barrett? Yeah, I think Barrett was the name that we were going to do, but call him Bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Jet, and then Griffin. So then we went through and thought of all the all the bears we knew or Barretts we knew, mm -hmm. and then you're like, oh, well, I don't, I don't want to have a constant reminder of that person or yeah. like, yeah, they're cool or whatever. Try to make it meaningful. <laughs> Sean and I didn't do anything like – you know, we have friends who name their kids like Selah or yeah. whatever. And it's like, this means, you know, great ambitions. Yeah. It was just, for us, it was Jet's a family name. Yeah. We thought it was cool. It it sounded good. And it was same with Drew. We we liked Drew Hazel and we liked Griffin Dean. Drew was going to be a girl's name and Griffin was going to be a boy's name. Um, but yeah, it, it took 300 names before we got to those with both of them. So we would write them down. We would print them out. We would say them over and over again. We did chalk with all of them. You all of that? them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And he's like, oh, I like the way that looks. It's so fun. Last one here is simple ways to show gratitude in your life when times are hard. Man, this is like the key to life, mm. dude. Gratitude. Are you freaking kidding me? This is, I'm passionate about this because I think everyone can have uh a grateful approach and it's kind of a choice, mm -hmm. but it's also kind of like, uh, I would say a montage of inputs that you have on your life. So this is like, you know, people talk about the music you listen to matters or the TV shows you listen to or watch matter. It's like, 
are those helping you be more grateful or what? Like when Sean had a baby, I was super concerned about postpartum depression. So I was like, we're just going to listen or, and watch like comedies. <laughs> yeah. And then that actually sparked this whole thing of, oh, well, what? I've ne- I'd never actually uh, been intentional with like what we watch. Yeah. I just would always do like the number one trending on Netflix or, or whatever. But this was like, oh, okay, we should actually, this has an effect on us. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing. Two, like there's so many good things happening all around. There's so much beauty. Do you leave room, margin, space to appreciate that? Or are you like face down in your phone all the time? I think like having some type of routine and ritual goes a long way. So we start every day with uh, this is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. And that's like a ritual that we don't always feel that way. But it it's like, okay, at least kicks us in the right direction a little bit. I think it's also just a a basic principle and choice that you choose every single day and whatever you choose over and over again becomes a habit. You either need to wake up or you're either going to wake up and choose to be pessimistic about where you're at in life, what's happened to you in life, what you don't have, what you don't think you're capable of, or you wake up and you choose to be pessim or optimistic and say, you know what? I'm so grateful for where I'm at. Things could be so much worse. And I have the ability to to go change anything that I want. And I think if you just actively choose every single day over and over again, no matter how hard the day is, to be optimistic, it ends up becoming, one, easier and easier, and two, I think changing your life. Yeah. I've come up with this analogy that, like, life is like a, like a painting, and all these little brush strokes are choices you make or habits that you build. And so when you zoom out, like not every choice is going to be right and not every mm-hmm. habit's going to be good, but like zoom out. Are you as a whole, like when you look at the painting of your life, is it what you want it to look like? Mm-hmm. And if not, then like you, you can control certain things, you know, not everything, but certain things you can. So do that. Um, that's all I got. Mm-hmm. We could, there's like 20 more of these. Yeah. If you want our take, our hot take on any other topics, then let us know in the comments. Um, I like these conversations, not because I like giving advice. It's more interesting to hear your perspective, Sean, mm-hmm. and then also think through things, whatever, like how have we done money and budgeting? So yeah. thank you for writing them in. Um, we, we love this show and we love uh, the community that's built around it so thank you that's all we got if you made it this far please subscribe to the show give it a rating i'm andrew i'm sean we're the east fam out all right real quick for all of those listening out there we don't ask for a lot of favors i don't think babe do we no but we're gonna ask you a favor today all right if you're listening to couple things podcasts on apple Podcasts specifically will you please do us this short quick favor We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners. 
and some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search couple things and tap our shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way, you'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.